be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Throughout this new liturgical year, we'll be hearing primarily from the Gospel of Mark during the weeks of ordinary time. Uh, Mark is the shortest of of the four Gospels, and it's known for its quick pace. And it tells what Jesus did in a vivid style where episode follows upon episode. There's just a quick pace to to the reading of this Gospel. Um, We began to get a sense of the urgency in the Gospel last week as Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming, the gospel of God, this is a time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. And next, Jesus called the first disciples to follow him. And immediately they did that. They abandoned their nets and followed him. The very next verse is what we hear in today's gospel. Jesus is already getting to work. Um, They're heading into Capernaum, and he's beginning his mission of teaching and preaching, casting out unclean spirits, and healing. Including today, we have three Sundays of ordinary time before the beginning of the season of Lent. It's a little bit, little bit earlier, on the earlier side this year. Um, in most years, February 14th is something we call St. Valentine's Day, but this year it will be called Ash Wednesday. So just a little, get that on your calendars. Um, in each of these three Sundays, we'll hear different accounts of Jesus' cures and healings. Today, the cure of a demoniac. Uh, next Sunday, the cure of Simon's mother-in-law, amongst other healings, and the Sunday after, the cleansing of a leper. In keeping with Mark's fast-paced style, we'll hear of Jesus on the move from village to village. And due to these mighty works of healing, we hear that all were amazed, and his fame spread everywhere. And it's said that everyone is looking for him, and it soon becomes impossible for Jesus to enter any town openly. The first chapter of Mark gives us a sense of the excitement that is quickly building around Jesus' ministry. And this flurry of healing stories definitely makes the point of Jesus' purpose and priority here on earth, that is, healing. Many of you have seen or at least heard about the streaming television series called The Chosen. Have people heard about that or seen that? Some of you may have seen that. Uh, The Chosen is a historical drama 
based on the life of Jesus Christ. And what's particular about this series about Jesus Christ is that it's, it's seen through the eyes of those who knew him. Those first disciples who experienced his ministry of healing firsthand. The series is available to watch online for free through their website. And it's scheduled for seven seasons. There's been three seasons thus far, and season four actually begins this week. It'll be released in movie theaters this Thursday, February 1st. One of the things that The Chosen does so well is that it captures this excitement, um, the quick pace and the, the amazement of the new teaching that Jesus brought as he revealed himself to the world. You can kind of see, just by having these pictures of these towns and all these people, you can see the hustle and bustle and people that are clamoring to, to see him. Um, it also uses creativity to imagine, to imagine what it might have been like, to imagine some of the details or some of the possible backstories of what it might have been like in the lives of those who were walking with Jesus. One of the characteristics that is imagined for James the Lesser, one of the two apostles named James, he's called Little James in this series, one of the characteristics that's imagined for him is that he has a physical disability that causes him to walk with a cane and a limp. In season three, towards the end of episode two, Jesus is sending the apostles out two by two. And little James comes to Jesus and asks him an important question. Again, this is an imagined conversation between the two. Little James says to Jesus, I want to ask you a question. You're sending us out with the ability to heal. So you're telling me that I have the ability to heal. Forgive me. I just find that difficult to imagine with my condition, which you have not healed. Little James then asks, why haven't you healed me? Jesus responds, I need you to listen to me very carefully right now. In the Father's will, I could heal you right now. And you'd have a good story to tell. But there are already dozens who can tell that story. And there will be hundreds more, even thousands. But think of the story you have, if I don't heal you. To know how to proclaim that you still praise God in spite of this. To know how to focus on all that matters so much more than the body. To show people that you can be patient with your suffering here on earth. Because you know you'll spend eternity with no suffering. Their conversation progresses further, and as things become more lighthearted, Jesus continues. Are you fast? Do you look impressive when you walk? Maybe not, but these are things the Father doesn't care about. You are going to do more for me than most people ever dream. Many are healed or not healed because the Father in heaven has a plan for them which may be a mystery. When you pass from this earth and you meet your Father in heaven, where Isaiah promises you will leap like a deer, your reward will be great. So hold on a little longer. And when you discover yourself finding true strength because of your weakness, and when you do great things in my name in spite of this, the impact will last for generations. The Catechism of the Catholic Church shares this same profound wisdom that's contained in this imagined conversation from the chosen. Paragraph 549 says this, 
by freeing some individuals from the earthly evils of hunger, injustice, illness, and death, Jesus performed messianic signs. Nevertheless, he did not come to abolish all evils here below, but to free us from the gravest slavery, sin. And paragraph 1505 says this, Jesus did not heal all the sick. His healings were signs of the coming of the kingdom of God. They announced a more radical healing, the victory over sin and death through his Passover. As we heard in today's gospel, there was a lot of excitement building when Jesus began his ministry. Many people came to him for healing, and many, but not all, were healed. But Jesus' great signs here on earth were meant to open our eyes and our hearts to a much bigger plan that God has for each one of us, each of us, his beloved children. God in his wisdom, which is beyond our wisdom, does not want us to fall in love with the healings of this world. And in this flurry of cures and healings that we'll be hearing about in these these three Sundays, it's important for us to notice the first one. To take notice of the one we heard today, the first one. It was not a strictly physical healing. In this first one, Jesus casts out the primary enemy that must be dealt with, unclean spirits. It's the evil spirit that separates us from God and leads us into sin, slavery, and death. Jesus' primary mission is to set us free from that by casting out evil and conquering sin and death through his cross, showing us the way to heaven where there will be no more suffering or pain or tears and everyone and everything will be healed once and for all. Still, we all know that it can be very difficult to see a loved one suffering or to experience pain and suffering ourselves. And it can be very difficult to accept when it seems like God isn't answering prayers for healing when it's happening to us or our loved ones. And we might have the same question that Jesus, that Jesus for Jesus, that little James had. Why? I don't pretend to have a completely satisfying answer for this question. I've felt and asked this question myself. But the enemy wants us to dwell on that question and then think that God does not answer us, that God does not keep his promises, that God won't do anything to help us, that God might answer some people's prayers, but maybe not mine. That's why it's good and necessary for us to gather together often to gather together as fellow disciples and to pray together, to remind each other, to be encouraged of these truths of our faith. And the ultimate truth is this. God has done something to help us. God has done everything to help us, more than we can imagine. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. He sent us out into our world, yes, to teach and preach, to cure and heal. And we are so grateful for every cure and every healing we see and experience. But the cures and the healings are not meant for this world. They're meant as signs of something much more, something much greater. They're meant to help us lift up our heads and see beyond this world. 
So what remains for us while we're here on earth is the encouragement that Jesus had for little James to be patient, to persevere, to keep growing in faith and hope day by day. As humans, however, we have the difficulty of something called time. In heaven, we're in a place called eternity, but right now we are in time. We can assent to the truth of God's promise to save us, but we have the difficulty of time to grapple with. We must allow time to unfold. We must allow God's plan for salvation to be fully revealed. And this means persevering in prayer, rejecting the enemy's lies, avoiding sin and evil, repenting and believing in the good news, and being a witness to God's goodness and mercy with the help of the Holy Spirit by holding on to faith, hope, and love, and praising God through any hardship, keeping our eyes and hearts firmly fixed on the eternity of heaven that God has promised for us who believe in his Son. Before Jesus parted from little James in this imagined conversation from this episode of The Chosen, he said this to him, which we can also rightly see as Jesus' words to all of us, no matter what we might be going through. Jesus said this, James, remember, you will be healed. It's only a matter of time.